Welcome to Episode 6 of the Swift Teacher Podcast. One lesson at a time towards... Swift World Domination. I'd like to welcome you to a very special episode of the Swift Teacher Podcast being recorded live in my classroom where I co-teach with my colleague Mike Poziga. And... We're having today as our multiple guests that are my students. And we just finished, thanks Elliot. We just finished uh, <laughs> the Learn to Code one to three series. So I, I thought I'd have them come on and share their experiences and what they liked and everything um, that we did and where maybe it could be improved. So uh, if you're an Apple employee out there listening, uh, take this to heart. Our, my students did a fantastic job this year working with in um, the Swift Playgrounds app, and I'm really proud of what they've done and how hard they worked and everything. Well, all right, first on the podcast, we have my student, Allison. Hi, Allison. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. That's glad to hear that. So had you ever done any kind of programming or anything before, before you came to TCTC? No, I haven't. This is my first year programming. Oh, wow. So what was your favorite part of learning Swift? Uh, my favorite part is learning Swift is actually learning programming since this is my first experience at it, my first go, and I had other students help me and you, Mr. So you really like the just learning how to program and a little bit of computer science. That makes sense because that's why you came here, right? Students in our county here in Trumbull County, Ohio, uh, choose to come to our school and come to this program so um, it's they're a little biased they chose they had to choose to come here so that makes sense I'm glad you like the learn um, I'm glad you like to learn programming and that was a good experience for you what was your favorite part in general of using the Swift Playgrounds app uh, the coding was kind of easy they had the little uh, code completion bar Yes, the code completion bar to help you put in the symbols to use when you're telling the little guy, the character, to move around and everything. All right, great. Which playground lesson or puzzle was your favorite? Uh, I like the expert playgrounds. Okay, so was there one in general that you really liked? Like I know LJ's over there by, you know, Chomping at the bit, ready to tell us about his favorite one. Which one Which one did you like best? Can you give us one in particular, or you just like the whole section with the expert? I like the whole section of expert. I mean, there's also the lock, the playground where you have to have all the locks unlocked to get to the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that took a lot of steps, didn't it? Took a lot of thinking to get through that. Yeah, that was a good one. If looking back at all the concepts we looked at, which one do you think uh, you connected with the most and you really learned the best? I think I, uh, I learned the most with the Booleans, like true and false statements. I think they were easy to learn and think they'll stick with you forever. Oh, wow. Okay. I would not have thought that. That's a good answer. What could be improved in that app? I think, the Swift Playgrounds app. I think what can be improved with the Swift Playgrounds is that like the, the completion bar sh could be shown up faster on our iPad Airs. I believe this is what it's called. And like I like how the speed is, like you can change the speed and everything. 
That was that was actually um, Tim from Apple, who's the head of the team, said that was like their number one feature request after it went out in beta was the fast forward, so that people go faster. But you, so on our iPad Air twos, you found the code completion bar, the pause between when it would show up to be a little frustrating at times. No, yeah, yeah I'm sure you're not the only one. Yeah, because when you want to keep going faster after you finished a sentence of code or a line of code, you want to keep on going, and there's a pause between the completion bar. Each time, right? Yes. Yeah, I noticed, <laughs> for obvious reasons, the processor's faster. I noticed that on my 12.9-inch iPad Pro, that pause, the, the, the uh, wait time was a lot less. So, But that's probably something maybe they could, they could look at improving uh, in the next version of the app. All right, last question. Do you think like do you think that you're well prepared to start next fall uh, to start coding in Swift on the Mac in Xcode? I think I'm prepared enough to start coding on the Mac, but I don't think I'm all that prepared. I think over the summer I can brush up on my skills. Okay, I think you are prepared. Just by the way. All right, Allison, thanks for coming on the show. Joining me now is. Uh, one of our student, one of my students that would sit in the back and was like laying low for most of the year and then really hit a stride at the end when we got into music stuff, and that's LJ. Hey, LJ, thanks for agreeing to come on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So had you had any program experience before you came to TCTC? Nope, this is my first year. Oh, awesome. When learning Swift, what was your favorite part of learning that language? Uh, I'd say learning the code behind the little games we, print, we uh, learn on our phones, we play on our phones. Yeah, yeah, so that was really interesting. It gave you a little bit of insight to when you looked at your phone, did you look at it a little bit differently then? It, yeah, looking into it, uh, like playing little games, like this probably took a lot of time now that I'm learning in Swift. And it made me like it less and even more, kind of, because I got that like nostalgia of... <sighs> do this code over again because that's not going to work. Ugh. That's a really interesting point. I find that hard to believe that you spend time playing games on your phone. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. LJ is really, by the way, just for everybody, LJ is really into making games and um, we're going to share one of his play. I'm going to share one of his playgrounds that he made uh, on my blog. Eventually, once I get time to write that blog post up, it's, it's really interesting because you also love music. And do you have now have a greater appreciation for all the sounds and everything they have to put in those apps and all those? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, when coding, it was really difficult to put in those sounds and make them to where I don't know. When I made the app that it, when I made the thing in Swift, I had to list out all the sharps and everything. And looking at like GarageBand, I did not want to be the person coding that. Okay. In general, what was your what'd you like best about the Swift Playgrounds app? I would say making my own puzzles and building the world upon what I like. Oh, those those so later I think that was in Learn to Code three. You really liked those world making ones where you had to add the blocks and everything? There was the one with the island, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
I think I know the answer to this, but which playground puzzle was your favorite? Uh, it'd be Learn to Code 3, My Own Project. My Own Project. What'd you like about that? Because you like, uh, and when I saw, when LJ saw this one and we had just finished some of the music one, his face lit up and he's like, I could see the light bulb go off. I could smell the gears turning in his head. What'd you like about it? Uh, I was able to make a piano in it and put in little, tiny little stupid uh, applications like a walrus button where it just spawned in a walrus. I was able to import my own images that I made. Like one, or like the background is the galaxy with Mr. Fowdy's face in the back, Steve Jobs, Swift. Uh, I was able to build my own like universe and do whatever I want. You spent a lot of time working on that, didn't you? Yeah. Any idea about how much time you spent? Just take a wild guess. Making the background, well, for one, I had to trace your face. Uh, <laughs> uh, making the background, that was like 20 minutes. Uh, cropping out the buttons and everything for the pianos, that took a while, and getting the right size. Putting it all together, it took me overnight. So I'd say, like, six hours, I'd wow. say. Six hours to learn for one. That's the, and, this, and this is what I find best about this kind of experience where you get a student, and what I love about career tech is you, you student have an area of interest, they get something that really piques that interest, and then they're willing to spend as much time as they want because you get to be creative with it. I mean, that playground is fantastic. And I, like I said, I will write up and share uh, a video of it, and we'll get to see some of the code. It's going to be a big PDF and a big file. But I will share that on my blog eventually sometime this summer. So I was really excited to see it. It's really it's fantastic. What concept, what coding concept or, or Swift concept do you feel that you learned the best? Uh, the concept of creating functions would be... Why? Because if you don't have, like, say, a turnaround button, you just make that. Turn two lefts, make it a function, turn it, turn around. Now you don't have to write two lines of code when you can just write one. Right. And I think you use that a lot in your My Own Playground, didn't you? Yeah. Awesome. So that's extending your learning. What would you like to see improved in the Swift Playground app? Um, <laughs> there was one thing that I found that I think could improve was being able to Im import JPEGs and PNGs more actively. There are a few restraints with what you could do. For example, I'd like to be able to, in Learn to Code 3, be able to make my own icons for my tools, like the, the walrus button and everything, and be able to put those in. When coding it, it kind of restrained it down to emojis. And I'd like to be able to import the JPEGs and, I don't know, maybe make emojis into it. That's awesome. Good suggestion. I like that. Are you ready for next year? You ready to come back, start coding on the Mac? Hmm. Kind of unsure right now where I stand. I think there's room for improvement, but I'm still going to try. Yeah. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> Hope so. Yeah. After seeing that project, I think you're good. All right. LJ, thanks for coming on. Joining me now is Jermaine. Jermaine is big into sports, and that uh, was reflected in some of his playgrounds. Jermaine, thanks for joining us. 
Jermaine, why did you choose to come to the Trumbull Career and Technical Center? Oh, because I like it here. I like the teachers. They're all very nice. And uh, I've always wanted to learn how to code. Okay, so did you get to learn how to code? Yes, I did. Oh, oh. <laughs> Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, uh, I like coding in Swift and HTML, and I, uh, I want to learn how to code in CSS. And uh, Go ahead. Because my dream has always, always been to learn how to code video games, and um, that's, that's pretty much the bulk of it. All right, just so everybody out there, all the actual coders and the teachers, uh, I did stress to them, sorry if I offend anybody, is, H is scripting and HTML coding? This is where we say no. We've talked about this. HTML is a scripting language. It has to compile to be a coding language. Sorry, everybody. This was a teachable moment. I have to you know, keep reinforcing that. But yeah, so you, you wanted to learn how to create websites and code. And what you just said to me was the game stuff. You're really interested in the game stuff. You want to create games, I'm guessing, like sports games? Particularly sports games. I like fighting games. I pretty much like every genre. And uh, I think if I had to pick one in particular, it would probably be sports games, though, because I've always been, like, I know a lot about the NBA, about the NFL. Uh, I know a lot about, well, no, I don't know much about hockey or any of those other sports. I, I've tried to learn stuff about FIFA, but it's really confusing being with all international names and not being able to remember everyone's face. All right, so you want to do all this. Do you feel that learning Swift may help you with that? I think so. It'll get me, uh, it'll get, get me into it, make it easier to understand stuff I see because you'll see something and be like, hey, I, I remember that from Swift, and it'll make it everything easier for me. So do you feel that you got a good opportunity to learn Swift this year through the Swift Playgrounds app? Yes, very much so. It made everything easy to learn and understandable for someone who's never coded before. What was your favorite part in the app, or what did you like best about it? Just be just being given the opportunity to learn in general, being us being one of the only schools who were able to learn it, and uh, I feel very honored to be given that opportunity. Oh, awesome! I'm not sure what your answer on this one's going to be, um, but which less which playground lesson or puzzle was your favorite? Probably the. The lessons where we are allowed to mess around and do everything ourselves, because you could add in your own pictures, your own emojis. So and the just learn to code three stuff, stuff right at the yeah. end with the expert. Yeah, it was it was always fun, uh, watching everyone, including myself, have their own like spin on the projects and just stuff like that. Once again, the creative aspect, allowing students to elaborate on something in their area of interest and elaborate on all those skills that they learned earlier this year. I think that's probably going to be a common theme that we see throughout uh, with all of our students. Which concept do you think you learned best or that you feel most comfortable with? Probably the looping concept. It was very easy to learn and it was very logical to understand. Just instead of writing the same thing over and over again, just put it in a loop and have it and tell it how many times you wanted to do that. Awesome. What could be improved with the app, the Swift Playgrounds app? Well, I already think the app is great, so I can't think of much to improve on. The one thing I did want to improve was... You just uh, made some, some developer at Apple, you just made his day. 
<laughs> well, because uh, the one thing I did want was being able to speed up and being able to uh, go through and look through the code, and they already added that. So I guess more characters would be cool. More characters would be cool. That is a good suggestion, Jermaine. You're coming back next year, right? Oh, yeah. You ready to you feel like you're well prepared to take on Xcode and the Mac and coding in Swift on the Mac? As long as I brush up on my skills every once in a while during, over the summer, I think I'll be ready. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys will be fine. So, thanks, Jermaine. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Christina. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Why did you choose to come to the Web and App Development Program here at TCTC? always had an interest in programming and I wanted to learn more and unfortunately my homeschool never um, was involved with much web stuff so I figured I could leave and start my career with web development so you made a good choice I think of course that's probably a very self-serving statement but what was your favorite part uh, with all the Swift stuff we did this year in the Swift Playgrounds app and just learning in Swift in general, the language. Well, I've always been a fan of Apple products and stuff. So, and Steve Jobs was kind of like my role model for a while. So it was really nice to learn the uh, Swift programming and kind of connect more with the Apple stuff. And so you're a fan girl. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm a fanboy, an Apple fanboy. So I I appreciate that about you. When we were in the Swift Playgrounds app, what did you like best? I definitely liked the um, correction. Um, once you, like, coded something wrong, it would maybe say, like, hey, try using this, or maybe you should take this out. And that really helped a lot, especially since we're new at this. And it kind of just helped us correct ourselves to make us better in the future. Oh, the hint box down yeah. at the bottom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... That was that is excellent. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I'm a little surprised by your answer because you code well naturally. But then, so did you ever use it then to say look at your code and refactor it to come up with more efficient code? Oh yeah, absolutely. It definitely helped pro progress in the coding, as especially as we got to like learn to go three. You could definitely go back and say, hey, maybe I can use this instead of this and make it better. Okay, I haven't asked anybody else their opinion on this, but I definitely want to get yours. Um, the Swift Playgrounds app, according to Apple, was written for, like, middle schoolers. Do you think it was appropriate for high school? I think it definitely was, especially the fact that a lot of us haven't done anything with coding. So to get into, like, even if it was middle school leveled, I really think that it still helped us, at least to get our toes wet, to say, into coding. So... Do you think we were able to, it's called scaffolding in school, do you think it was it was appropriate for, that we made the challenges hard enough for high school students, whether they had coding experience or not? I think it was appropriate because even when we get into the real world, we're still going to have challenges that we're going to need to face, and we just got to push through it. So I think this was definitely a nice eye-opener for us. All right, good answer. What concept of the Swift language do you think that you have mastered the best? Um, probably the functions, because um, especially in code, learn to code one, 
when we had the little uh, character that we had to make him move around, it was fun to just put, you know, move forward, move forward, and then a couple of turn rights or whatever, and then see him, you know, actually do it. So, probably the functions, definitely. Right. What would you like to see improved in the app? I mean, I really like the app to begin with, so there's not much that I'd say needs to be improved. However, maybe the speeding of the actual processing, like run through the code, could be improved. But other than that, I really liked it. So. Okay, general quick question to the audience. Did anybody ever use the step through each line of code? I know you. I know all of you used the 2x and the 4x setting. Did anybody use the step through your code? Ronnie, you did. Michael, you did. Jermaine, you did. Did you? Obviously, they're not going to be able to hear you. Just thumbs up or nod. Was that helpful? You want to shout out why? or Did you use it in debugging when you were debugging your code if there was a problem? So Ronnie's shaking his head yes. So Ronnie used it for debugging. Michael? Yeah, debugging. So that, that was a good feature. I, you know, I didn't. That's one place in my teaching this year that I made a note to make it better next year uh, is that that step through each line of code, it highlights it, and it does tax the processor and slows everything down. But that really, for the debugging process, that's something I'm going to do a better job emphasizing next year with our, uh, with our junior students next year. Do you think you're ready to go next year on the Mac with Xcode and the, the Swift stuff we're going to do next year? I think definitely having the uh, Swift Playgrounds this year as a background will definitely help us in the future with the code. So, yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I look forward to starting with you next fall. All right. Christina, thanks. Joining us now is Jason. Hi, Jason. How are you doing today? I'm doing good today. How about you? Living the dream. So, Jason, you chose to come and learn web and app development. Uh, why did you do that? I actually made a decision I wanted to go into um, video game design, but I'm not as good of an artist as I am a programmer, so I decided I wanted to come to here to be able to learn programming languages. I feel you on that, definitely. My, you know, my art skills stop at the stick figure, and not even a good one. So, I, why are you all laughing? Oh, you've seen my handwriting, that's why. You didn't have to agree so readily, Christina. Thank you. Thank you very little. All right, Jason, learning the Swift language, what was your favorite part of learning the Swift language? One of my favorite parts would be compared to the other few languages I've looked at, it was probably the most easy to learn and be able to come on to. Um, for first-time coders, it's probably the easiest language to start off with and be able to move on to either more difficult languages or be, get better at Swift in itself. Um, but one of my favorite parts about it in itself was the developer notes that were left throughout all of the different projects that made it a little more easier to do some of the problems that were in there and be able to find solutions a little bit easier. So you, you feel you raised a couple, oh, this is going to be a while, that you raised a couple really excellent points. One, you think it's a really approachable language for new coders. Why? Why do you think that? Um, well, before I actually came to TCTC the year before, um, I had a teacher who helped me look around at C Sharp and Java and a few other little languages here. And when trying to learn them, it actually was a little more difficult for me to try to memorize 
um, all of the coding for them and trying to be able to type them out and all that. But when working on like an iPad and being able to use something that I use every single day, an Apple device, and being able to look at that language, I feel like it became more approachable because instead of sitting down on a computer and just straight going at it, it had that approachability of they made an entire app that made us be able to go on. They taught us as we went along. They gave us the examples. They showed us exactly what we need to do. And they went in-depth in on how everything worked, from functions to everything. They explained it, how it worked to us. So that's a really fascinating point that you bring up and something that I talk about and people who don't use the iPad regularly look at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. Do you feel like the touch interface of the iPad really drew you into the puzzle and um, made it very personal? I feel like it did because like when it comes to typing on a keyboard, it's more you just sitting there and you're watching numbers go across. But being able to actually touch and interact with it, being able to move around the world and see all the little details that the developers put in, and be, even the option of changing out um, which character you're using made it a lot more in-depth when it came to it. The learning? Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then the other thing that you had just mentioned was you liked the hints in the playgrounds? I did. I did really like how, not not just the hints, but the, um, as we got later on, I say just, it started about at the, towards the end of Learn to Code 2 and most of Learn to Code 3, there were a lot more um, developer notes wrote in that uh, gave us a little more, not just kind of hints, but kind of told us what to put where. Oh, the, the developer comments. Okay, great. The comments. So those were very helpful for you. Okay. And that's, we talked about that, right? Comments are really important, right? Michael's shaking his head. Yeah, so that future you knows what current you is thinking, right? Comments are very important in our coding. We'll find that out next year when we're working with uh, the intro to app development. Well, I think we got a couple of those things, um, answer, questions answered. Which playground puzzle was your favorite and why? I would say my favorite it wouldn't just be a single puzzle it would be the ones that were towards the end of learn to code two and three the ones that gave us the options to make our own world um there was one at the end of learn to code two i remember which was we had to completely remove all of the land and add ocean and be and you can make a different shape island depending on what you wanted the only requirement was that it was a three by three or a four by four island and being able to make and actually watch how the land was removed and placed the water down and being able to make that yourself. It was one of my favorite things was having the options of designing it in my way. So Jeremy's going to find that answer to that so we know exactly what playground that is because I think that's an excellent point you make, Jason. And I really I want everybody to be able to, to look at that. Oh, and here comes Jeremy right now. It's the thing about doing a live podcast. It is the Island Builder in Learn to Code 2. So, Jason, you were talking about Island Builder, how you really like that playground. Awesome. Which Swift programming concept do you feel like you are most comfortable with? Um, concept? I would have to say it would be the functions. I, I, I went really deep into the functions themselves. I had a, very, a bunch of elaborate ones, points to where... It, where it would be 
uh, one of our older ones that were like 40 code parts, I would turn it down to like 10 just by having multiple functions throughout it. Being able to use the functions I found was really helpful and able to shortening your code. And um, I feel like a great function that would have been in there would have been able to actually be able to have like in the early and learn to code one, you would have to make a function every single time for the same thing. I remember having to remake um, turn around multiple times. Um, until after doing it ten times, they finally actually put it into there, um, which I found was kind of an, kind of got annoying as the time went on because you try and think like, well, I understand they're trying to teach us uh, to keep make to make these, but as time went on, it kind of got repetitive, trying to make um, the same function over and over again just for a different puzzle. So you rolled. You're good, Jason. You roll right into the next one. So an improvement you would suggest is. If there is some way, once a student makes a function, to be able to save that function and then call that function later in another playground. Yeah. Oh, oh that is a good suggestion. Yeah. That's, that's a that's a great, great idea. Like, Are you ready for next? Oh, oh go ahead. I'm sorry. You were oh, going to say sorry. something. Uh, my, my, the idea I actually had for it myself was a little tab bar that would be on the left or right of the screen. You'd be able to swipe it out real quick, and you could see the functions that you had previously made and used and would be able to just click on them and add it into the code you're currently working on. That is, that's a fantastic suggestion. So if anybody on the Swift Playgrounds app team is, is implements that, we will uh, privately call that the JSON feature here. Or I guess we could call it the JSON, which is another terrible coding joke. Nobody's laughing. Okay, that's about par for the course here. Thank you. Thank you very little. Are you ready for next year? Do you feel like you the Swift Playgrounds app prepared you to start coding in Swift on the Mac? I feel like it really did. I feel like the hands-on capability of it and the being able to be so in-depth with it and being able to have our TCTC iPads and be able to bring them home, I was actually able to work on my coding not just at school, but all the time, wherever I went, I had that capability of going onto my iPad and being able to play with the code. So I feel like because of the Swift language and being able to learn it in the way we did, I am more than prepared for next year when it comes to the Macs. So do you, th do you think you'll – that's a good point. I mean, do you think you'll take some of the code we write next year and then put it on your iPad and work on it at home a little bit? I actually on my phone have in my notes a lot of the bigger codes that I actually made this year. Oh, okay. That's uh, <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's fantastic. I would expect no less from you, Jason. All right, Jason, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate your insight. All right, our, my last guest today is Elliot. So Elliot, I've described him before, is a little bit cantankerous. He is the uh, troublemaker of the class. He found a couple things in the app that may have been unintended functionality that I shared with uh, some people at Apple. So Elliot, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. What is your home school? Southington. Southington. All right. So Southington's a rural school with not a lot of students. Is uh, why did you choose to come to TCTC? Uh, because I was really interested in computer stuff, and Southington had like uh, HTML class, but there wasn't much to it, and that's about as interesting as they got computer-wise. I mean, they taught us how to type, and that's about it. So, so what more did you want to learn? I want to learn how to make websites, make programs, and I just kind of want to develop apps and other things. So, so you, do you see yourself pursuing that after high school? Yeah, I'm interested in that. That or um, graphic design would be cool. 
which is also part of the of the program yeah 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 you need good ui and ux design definitely for those things so we've been learning swift all year what was your favorite part of learning the language Hmm. i really enjoyed how like simple it was yet like how in-depth you could go with it like you could do so much with such like simple like code things and you did that over and over and over again right I remember the one you showed me where their character could just keep hopping off into the oh yeah and into the air forever. This yeah, new jump it, command they gave us. Yeah, it looked like it was levitating. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So, what was your favorite part of using the app in general? No, not sure. I I don't know. There's a lot of like. It was like a really nice layout, and it was just, it was, everything was like so easy to use. It was always right there. It so was it was well designed, and you well appreciated designed. that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. What was your, f- <laughs> I think I know this, but what was your favorite puzzle? Any of the, like anything in Learn to Code 3, it was really satisfying to actually like interact with what you've coded instead of like just thinking, okay, here's what I put in. Now I'm going to watch what happens. Now I can actually, here's what I put in. Let me touch and see what happens. That is a good observation. Which part or which concept of the language do you think you have best learned? Uh, I think I best learned the if statements and like the what ifs and uh, the else ifs and the why. You used that a lot, didn't you? The else if statements, if I remember correctly. Yeah, shaking your head on an audio format is not is not a great. Yeah, I know. I just How could they improve the app? Um I mean, it's not a perfect app. Uh the little like orange circle that shows up on the side of your code when you there's an error and it detects it. You can like tap on that and it'll fix it. But I've had like moments where I'm like, okay, here's what's wrong with it. Here's what you can do to fix it. I'll tap it and I'll just see stuff I've never seen before. I'll be like, what is this? And I'll just be like, oh, yeah, this isn't helping me. And then they'll say there's another error, and I'm like, oh. Oh, after you fix it? Yeah. Right, do you remember what we call those red dots? Blood on the screen, right? Blood on the screen. Okay. You've, are you ready for next year? Or are you ready to go into the intro to app development with Swift and code in Swift on the Mac? Yeah, I think I'm ready for, like, stuff on the Mac and over the fall. I mean, I have to study over the summer, like stuff I've worked on on the iPad, but as long as I do that a little bit, I think I'll be good. Do you think the the Swift Playgrounds got you ready for it? You feel confident about going into it? Mm -hmm. Gave me good, like, introduction to, like, the code and, like, the Booleans, which was something I had no idea what they were, but then I was like, oh, cool. What? True and false statements. Okay. Thanks, Elliot. And that's all the students that were willing to speak to me today about this on the podcast. So I'd like to thank my entire class for being part of this live, very special uh, episode of the Swift Teacher Podcast. And um, if you have found that you find this podcast useful or enjoyable, please consider leaving it a rating in iTunes so that other people can find it. I'm also working on a few things to help develop the Swift Teacher community, so be on the lookout for that on my blog, swiftteacher.org. 
Uh, that's also where you can find some of the show notes. Uh, if you don't have the show notes in the podcast player of your choice. So thanks. Uh, thanks everybody for joining me today. I really appreciate all of you students coming on this and we'll talk to you next time. Time to get Swifty. Swifty.